Saturday morning, uh, November, what's today's date? Saturday morning. Saturday morning, November 14th. Um, lots been going on, so I'll bring you up to date really fast. And then we'll fast forward back to March 9th of the daily devotionals. Um, as we continue on the trek to today, a lot's happened. Um, well, it's official. President-elect uh, Biden received 306 electoral votes, and President Trump received 223. Now, here's the irony. I'm sorry. This is how the Lord works. 2016, when there was so much turmoil, and at the end of all the turmoil, he ended up with 306 electoral votes, and Hillary had 223. He called it a landslide. And that, uh, you know, everybody needs to get over it. He's new president. and But now that it's reversed, which is how the Lord works, where's his humility? Where's his humanity? Where is his goodwill? Nowhere to be, to be found. In fact, it's like when you, a team is, goes undefeated, and then you're this lowly, underdog team that takes the field and I always think of that as Jesus is up to bat and they slam this team like they never knew how to play baseball and instead of that team that is undefeated taking that defeat which is only one defeat graciously they stomp and scream and cry and call foul and call illegal motions and call the game was rigged and we're hearing that same type of childish rhetoric coming out of the White House. And it's really disheartening to hear that. Um, especially because as Christians, we're, we're told to love one another. And we're told to love our neighbor. And we're told to, to love our enemy. Um, I don't want to get into politics here, but I just want, I'm just sharing information. Um, my information I'm sharing in my podcast is what was it like before the pandemic? And what did I actually experienced as I was going through it. So little background, pull you back. It's um March and um it's the the words out. We we've heard some things. Um you know we've had a meeting, I believe it was this day that we had a meeting and basically said that there's a good possibility we may have to, you know, if if we have to go underground, we go underground. But we'll stay in contact with each other and, you know, and don't anybody worry, you know. But at that point, we didn't even have laptops. We had no way to communicate outside of that building. None. There's no way. So once we left there, all communication would be shut off. So we were told, under no certain terms, don't get nervous, don't get worried. Stay close to your families. Um, they had no idea if the virus would even come here. This is March 9th. Um, none. They, it was it was uh, in in Washington. It was being downplayed. Um, even with the CDC, they weren't really saying that we really had anything to worry about. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this was right around the same time that um, I was going to church. And um, this was the last, I think this was the last communion 
than I did in church, um, which is very telling because it was something I always looked forward to. But it's funny, it's, it's how the Lord works. It was 40 plus years I didn't go to church, and then I start going for almost two years, and it's all I think about every day, all day. That's how the Lord works. Once he, it's like the Sidna Chosen. Once you're going one way, then all of a sudden you're going another. That's how, that's how Jesus works. He goes into your heart with, it's, 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 it's short of, a, it's miraculous. He changes you. He changes everything about you. You're still you and you still have all that sin. You still have all those swirling ball of things, but it's almost like he just brushes them away. They do come back. I will be really honest with you. I still struggle. But I think that struggle is where my strength comes from. My endurance and being able to basically hold back all my desires and push them into spiritual and into heavenly desires. The flesh is weak. I need you guys all to know that. The flesh is weak. Um, it will, you can, anyone's flesh can be turned. And I've learned that over the years before I was a Christian. Is that people that you thought were good can turn out to not be good. People that you thought were bad can turn out to have a conscience. So um, that's where we are. So January 2021, we will have a new president. And it's going to be uh, President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Two unlikely people that would ever become president. It's really funny. They actually were adversaries when this all started. Um, because Kamala Harris felt the sting of um, Vice President Biden at the time's laws that they'd enacted in Congress of segregation and busing. And she was out in California and she experienced it. And then the Lord got into his heart and he changed his mind. I need everybody to know something too, that he's a Catholic. So you, you have to understand something. He's, he's probably more religious than anyone. I mean, he's, he's Catholic. I mean, who's closer than the Lord than the Catholic? Peter started the Catholic church. So we need to support him and we need to support Kamala Harris um, and hopefully his Catholicism rolls off on her and she converts um, or comes to know the Lord in a special way. There's no other way that he could have made it through the loss of his wife and his daughter and then his son and still be standing. And there's no way a 77-year-old man could become president of the United States. <laughs> He's the oldest president ever. Um, so I digress. And... Um, the beginning of this is, uh, it is Monday, March 9th, and the Bible study is going to be on the 11th. So it says the next Bible study is Wednesday, March 11th, 2020, 12 to 1, 12 to 1, 337, you're encouraged to bring your lunch and a friend. Bill will supply um, Bible materials. And it says, good morning. I hope everyone had a great, uplifting Sunday service. So this will be right after I did the last communion. This is the last time I've been at church, that March 8th. Verse a day, um, he has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. 
this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Well, it's funny, I was just talking about that, and here's 2 Timothy 1 9. See how the Lord works? This is truly a great scripture that speaks of election by Jesus. I asked you, what are your spiritual gifts given given to you by the Holy Spirit? Ask the Father, he will tell you. But you have to be really quiet during prayer. Sometimes it's a shout, Jesus is God, while you're driving to work soon after your conversion. Sometimes it's a whisper. How much time do you spend with the Father? I got that I got that question from uh, Pastor Bill when I was in Guatemala. He was um he was preaching over Matthew in the right before the sermon the right I think that's right before the sermon of the mount. Do we preach boldly the good news of the gospel or do we keep it a secret? So walking through the streets of Guatemala, we saw people on the street corners with Bibles preaching the gospel. So the the daily text is at home of Martha and Mary. As Jesus and disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Jesus, in his tenderness, he replies to her. Martha, Martha, the, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will be not taken away from her. You see, Mary understood he was God, because he revealed that to her. I believe Martha didn't see that. I think she saw him as just a teacher or a rabbi. Because we see that through the scripture. That some people see him and other people don't. I have often said what makes me different by a lot of people's I see. And I know who he is. And, and that, that levels me. Because a lot of people don't. And won't. My relationship with Jesus is so special to me. And so important to me. And he's with me always. Since that day, 11-6-2018, he's never left my side. He's, he's here right now. He helps me out of this bed in the morning. He helps me into the bed at night. He walks with me during the day. And even when I sin, he's there. Even when I transgress. I need you to understand that. Even in your darkest sin, he's there. You just need to repent of it. He knew you were going to do it. We are not able to fight the devil. You're talking about somebody that's known us since we were babies. He knows everything to throw at us. Everything. He even comes at 31,000 feet. And I still, to this day, know that it was only the Lord Jesus that the reason I was able to resist. Because I was in a weakened state. I had just come from my mission trip. I was tired. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. The plane was quiet. And there was only one person there. Beside myself. And I could have let sin in. But I knew who he was. I saw who he was. 
I knew he was on that plane. He had boarded that plane with us in Guatemala. And he knew he only went one purpose in mind to shake my faith. That's the only purpose he had. I was the only person he was looking for on that plane. So as you walk through life, think of the times that the devil chooses you. Walk, um, I got my notary and, uh, but I had to go swear in still very nervous. So I put my mask on, had to go get your temperature checked, the whole deal. And they go over to the Morristown mall. I walk into the mall. There's a group of men standing there, about four of them. I really didn't notice them, but I needed help. I didn't know where it's going. So I yelled out, Hey, any of you guys know where the county seat is? So, Nobody yelled back, only one. But when he yelled back, he didn't yell back. He called back. And his voice, it was almost like it was recognizable through the mask. And initially I thought, it as, I felt it as kindness. And then I realized as I walked back, it was the devil <laughs> walking right beside me. But what he didn't realize is on the other side of me, Jesus was walking. And he was going to make sure when I got back there, they'd be Christians. Because the woman, when I walked, I saw a cross. And I saw her saying on the wall, and it was a Bible scripture. And then she diverted me from him as he was trying to get my attention. And it was gone. Now, I had to go back because I had forgotten my driver's license. I know. So definitely made me forget my driver's license. And when the second time I rebuked him, but I didn't, I wasn't nasty. I just told him I was okay. My friend Ramona says, you have to tell the devil no. So I share with you, tell the devil no. That's all. When he approaches you, when that sin comes by your way, you also have to realize something. He knows your weakness. Remember I said that, that, that Daniel Ortland. Dane Ortland, gentle and lowly is the heart of Christ for sin and sufferers. So you, you have to understand, he's not angry. He knows you're going to sin. You just need to be repentive. The repentive heart is what he looks for. I have an experiment for you before I go. Sit alone by yourself. And start imagining Jesus. If within a few minutes you're almost in tears, he's touching your heart. If within a few minutes you're not, you're distracted. So you need to find an even quieter place. And then start thinking of him and what he's done for you. And how he's changed your life. The tears will flow very freely. See, the Lord gave me a tender heart that weeps like Jeremiah. That's what he gave me. Because he knew that the only thing that would work with me was if he got to my heart. And he changed it. So I, I end this podcast with thanking Jesus for everything he's done. For all Christians. 
and I pray for all of you and safe travels and safe journeys to the next time. Bye-bye.